Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's been a lot of shows to come and go over the years here in the Twin Cities. A lot of music acts, rock, country, pop. Uh, I had a show I saw was Robert Cray downtown at the Pantages. Uh, legendary blues guitar, great show, small show at the Pantages. It was wonderful. And then there's the big arena shows and stadium shows. And uh, the man joining me on the line right now, Roz Rayla's seen it all, pop music critic uh, for the Pioneer Press. And Roz, good to visit with you. I've been a fan of your work for a long time, reading your reviews and uh, the Pioneer Press and online at TwinCities.com. And then following you during the shows uh, on social media, it, it's been a very entertaining. I'll start by saying thank you. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, the, the Luke Bryan show was one of the last big shows uh, you reviewed and uh the artist himself uh didn't appreciate your review of that show you you must tell us more on how all of this went down yeah well and i'll say that it's really rare for an artist to respond to a tweet uh, from a journalist <laughs> um i mean it, it and usually it's done at an odd hour and then it, they delete it once they kind of wake up and realize sure but, excuse me, the show was Saturday night. Um, I wrote a, a, a negative review. Uh, he seemed off. He seemed distracted. Um, I've been telling people in person that I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he's having personal problems because he just was not there. Yeah. And so the, the review ran Saturday night. Tuesday morning, I wake up, look at my phone, and I got a tweet from Luke Bryan. And after I, I confirmed it was indeed him, um, he sent it at 5.36 a.m. And he said that uh, y'all's publication has never given him a positive review in his entire career, and the trend continues. And my first thought was, like, I, I don't really remember what I wrote about him in the past, because it's been, I think, <laughs> four or five years. But um, he's played all three stadiums. I, I looked up those three reviews and his uh, debut at XL, which was almost 10 years ago. And all four of those reviews were pretty positive. So I responded and tweeted, and, you know, here's the links. Here's the proof. <clears throat> and it really took off on Twitter. And, you know, these kind of things usually die after a day or whatever. Um, but it's got picked up nationally. And a, a country music blog basically did a, a blog piece saying, like, Ross is right. You should listen, Luke. And then Luke ended up responding to that guy and me as well uh, a couple more times, like Wednesday afternoon. So it, it, it kind of, it, it's been a long, drawn-out thing. Yeah, it, it, is, it is amazing that, that an artist would respond in that way. Um, and, and I would assume others have kind of jumped into all of this, the hardcore Luke Bryan fans and, and others. I, I'm sure you're kind of overwhelmed by it a bit. Um, well, I, I've, I've gone through this before, not, not the artist talking back, but like, uh, fans attacking me and all that. That's, you know, <laughs> sure. that comes with the territory, but, um, 
does make it. Uh, it, it gets distracting at times, I guess. But you know, I, I, I appreciate hearing from people, even if they're yelling at me. Ross Trailer joining us, uh, pop music critic, St. Paul Pioneer Press, online at TwinCities.com, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And w- what I appreciate is that, you know, part of the job is going to all these shows, uh, wh- whether it's a country show or uh, may- maybe a genre that you're not a particularly big fan of personally, it is part of the job to go and watch the show and know the music and and do a little background on on the guy he he's sold a ton of records and as you pointed out has done other good shows it is not uncommon for someone who tours a lot to have an off night that there are things going on and it it's not unusual for someone to have a bad night that's that's true that's true i but I mean, I, I also I, I think it's worth pointing out that you know some, he didn't do his best, and yeah, and uh, sure. there's a side part to this too. Um, uh, country radio is known for being very noto- uh, being very cutthroat. Like when they decide they're done playing you, that's it. And two of, two of his last three singles did not do well on country radio, and after more than a decade of every basically every song hitting the top five. So I think he might have stumbled on my review, read it, and just, you know, took it personally. And and I think he may be pondering about where his career is going to go just in general, and then this set him off. Yeah, and uh, you you talked uh, a little bit about, and I, I, I think this is really an interesting part of this in country music radio, it's kind of the latest and greatest and they quickly move on from artists. It's the next big thing and, and, and trying to break through and, and stay relevant. It is, isn't easy. It's, it's hard to become a legend in country music. Yeah. And the thing about Luke Bryan is that he kind of just has done the same thing over and over and over. And, um, and there's also a a big, a, 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 bunch of new newcomers who are doing really well right now um, obviously morgan wallen um zach bryan uh and the third one oh luke combs i mean these guys are playing stadiums and that's what luke bryan used to do so yeah uh difficult moment interesting time ross rayla um I, I suppose is is there a genre that is the most challenge for you to go out? I, I, I remember once upon a time, I, I think Bon Jovi came through here, and um, John Bon Jovi was a have, having a hard time hit, hitting some of the notes. Oh yeah, that was <clears throat> excuse me, that was uh, two years ago, yeah. and it was shocking. Um, I, like he just couldn't sing, and it was so bad it was like doesn't he have someone in his life to tell him like you shouldn't be doing this yeah and uh yeah that was that was tough but you know i've been doing this for well in this job 19 years i mean i've seen everything and there's i can kind of write about anything i don't and it doesn't matter if i like it or not i'm i'm there to sort of not there to, to write a review for fans i'm not there to write a review for people who were there i write reviews for people who weren't there yeah, I think in, people. I, I think people read reviews kind of like they re, read the travel section. 
like they're maybe not going to go to the you know concert or or you know Mexico, but they want to read about it. They want to feel like they could. You know, and it, I, I'm glad I have a chance to visit with you because I, I, I've always wanted to ask your thoughts on some of the venues in town. For instance, the XL Energy Center is considered not only a wonderful hockey venue, but a, but a very good for an arena uh, concert venue. Better than Target Center, even though I've seen some great shows at Target Center. Uh, the the one that stands out for me, and, and the old Metrodome was terrible, uh, seen some shows there, um, but U.S. Bank Stadium, um, oh, I, I, I know they have a lot of shows there, but but acoustically it's dreadful, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. The sound is, is terrible, and it's it's because there's all that, that hard surface for sound sure. to bounce off of. So the farther you are from the stage, you're getting the sound bounced back at you, and so it sounds muddy. And there are things that they could do to, to help, even simple things like covering the, the seats behind the stage, um, and they, for whatever reason, don't. Um, they, the truth is that stadium was designed to be like that, so it was loud during games. Right. But right. being loud during games doesn't make it good for live music, which is yeah, really I, unfortunate. Yeah, I, I've been to one show, U2 was there, but my wife and I uh, really paid the price and were really close. We could almost reach out and touch the edge. We were so close. So the sound was pretty good that close but uh friends of ours that were sitting a little bit further away said it, it wasn't particularly great now among the smaller venues what, what are among your favorites to see shows at here in town well if, if we're talking like arenas you had mentioned um xl it's um one of the best run arenas i've ever seen if not the best it's excuse me it's very well run it's Excuse me. It's very well run. It's clean. The people are friendly. Um, when you go to a venue and you, you see the same people working there year after year, mm. that's a good thing. And like, I know a lot of the people who work at the X just because they've been there for years. And the sound is great. Um, it's always a pleasure to go to a show there. Um, Target Center used to be kind of a dump, but they did some sound renovation and then some like physical renovation of the space and the lobby and it's a lot a lot better now but i'd always prefer the x and it's it's great singing shows at target field especially if it's a nice night and i really wish they had more yeah and i i'm, I'm excited i already have tickets uh, for foo fighters next summer so i'm i'm really looking forward to that but among the smaller venues is, is there a smaller venue in town that that stands out which someone you'd recommend see a show there well I like the palace palace theater in st paul quite a bit yeah. <clears throat> that's been i think it was opened in 2018 um it's a great great place to see a show um and I, i've never sat up in the seats but apparently they're great um and you know first avenue of course is is a classic um i, I like the turf club a lot um I have. I don't really go there, but the, there's a, a a place called KJ's Hideaway in St. Paul. It's mm. been a jazz clubs at different times. It's in the basement of the Ham Building, and I've been in it before. It was KJ's, and it's a great space as well for a, like a small club. Rotten Strayla joining us, music critic uh, for the Pioneer Press. 
uh, joining us online at TwinCities.com. Ross, uh, final question. Uh, in the last six months to a year, what's the best show you've seen? Oh, Taylor Swift. Really? Um, oh, absolutely. I, I, I keep saying this to people, but I've never seen anything quite like it. She played for three hours, 15 minutes. Without, it never had a slow moment. Um, it was structured really well. It was visually exciting. She sang. She she really just performed really well. And she's only doing it twice a week, Friday and Saturdays. So she does. She doesn't. She's not going to get that sort of like weirdness of oh, this is my fifth show this week. So it was just everything about it was impressive. Yeah, my wife and daughter saw Beyonce over at the U. Uh, we we had two tickets and three of us wanted to go. My daughter and my wife uh, won that battle, and they they said that was phenomenal as well. That that was a great show. I wasn't there. It was a great show. I, I've got to say that her previous tour, her previous solo tour, the Formation tour, was here in 2016, and that was a better show. I thought, mm. but I mean, she's she's great too. She's she's like Taylor Swift. They both have such. Um, find the focus on details and getting everything right and and that's always appreciated well ross uh definitely thanks so much for sharing about this uh luke bryan thing and uh once again i enjoy your work keep up the great work hey thank you yeah there he is ross rayla joining us from the pioneer press online at twin cities Dot com. It is 718 here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Quick break. We'll come back uh, a little bit later on in the hour. We'll talk football. Yes, already week seven of the NFL. Uh, the Vikings don't play until Monday night against the 49ers at uh, that uh, uh, acoustic nightmare for concerts, U.S. Bank Stadium. It is 718 here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Friday night, Lake Show, Steve in for Henry. He's back Monday. Chris Tubbs, producer alongside until 9 o'clock tonight. 
John Dickerson follows the news at 9 here on News Talk. E3OWCC will be back tomorrow at 3. Tech Talk with Doug returns after a two-week hiatus. One of those weeks, um, we had a sports conflict, and then I took time off, a rare Saturday off, and... Chris Tubbs sat in. Thank I, you, Chris Tubbs. I did. Thank I, I got. To, I got to. Si- I got to sit in the big chair, and now I'm back in the little chair. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Just kind of. Okay. No more big chair for you. I'm like. I'm a you know, big boy. He, here. Here's my paranoia. And <laughs> you, you've, you've Dude, been in yeah, this. Uh, no, 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 no. I. You and I have been in this business a long time. This, this is how. This is how odd I am about. And. You and Jonathan and Josh did did a great job on the show and so on and so forth. Reports are all good. But here's me. It's kind of like, man, you know, they, they may not want me back. You know, if I take a day off and go visit my wife's family in South Dakota – they may not want me back. Uh, I know, man. It's and, and that's the I, thing. It's just, uh, dude. And, and that's and that's the thing, right? Like you and I have been friends for many years, long before I even came to WCCO Radio. So I, I know how everybody here knows how good you are. Everybody uh, knows. No, I. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to share my parents. No, I, oh, taking but, a day off. No, I know. I you feel like you're going to get Wally pipped, okay? Yeah, it, here's it the is deal. The Wally Pip syndrome. <laughs> Absolutely. No, man, I don't like to work Saturdays. Shoot, well, I just yeah. said that out loud. I mean, I'll work Saturdays. So scratch that. Scratch that. Uh, I didn't realize well, my mic was still on. No, man, you're good, dude. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. One of the things when when I got this opportunity in October of 1997 to come here, it's crazy how time wasn't flies. that the Halloween yeah. blizzard of 1997. No, no, no. We're going to do that Thursday. Oh, that was 91, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm we're going to do that Thursday. Yes, I talked you into it. <laughs> um, Hot dog. But w- when I got the opportunity to come in here, they said, well, you know, the gig is overnight on weekends. And I had a full-time job during the week and then would nap and then come in Friday night and go on the air at midnight and work till 5 a.m. and then do it again Sunday night and work – or." Saturday night into Sunday morning till 5 a.m. And then I'd figure out how to sleep and then go back to my full-time job. And it was like, I was happy to do it. I was at WCCO radio. Oh yeah. And, um, then, then that changed and I kind of moved into a regular weekend deal and I worked Saturdays and Sundays for 22 and a half straight years okay so i so, so i have to ask you then because i was thinking about this because you are steve you're not just my friend and it's not just because i want you to buy me a meal before we go see foo fighters next summer because now that i know that you're going uh, yeah yeah That's but right. but like if you work saturday and sunday and you got your full-time job are you no serious question are you ever like taking time off like during the week or like how how, how are you doing that well, yeah, in the, in the, so I did that for 22 and a half years, and we would take time off, and, you know, we'd take a vacation or we'd go visit family or whatever. But for the most part, I did that. And then COVID settled in, and, and everybody knows how things changed. Yeah. And I did Saturdays, and they made some changes on Sundays, so I no longer work, work Sundays. And at first, that was a big adjustment, and now it's kind of like, yeah, I can mow the lawn, and I can kind of do this and do that, and 
Um, Dude, you need a you need a day to like just yeah, kind of recharge it, your batteries. It, it, it was good to get a day off, but but I will say this: um, Saturday, I was. This is crazy. I was at a family reunion on my wife's side of the family in South Dakota, and in the back of my mind, I was like, "Well, I hope it's going okay. I mean, I hope, <laughs> I hope some of these guys came through, and you know, they were able to, you know, get some game reports." And it's just, it's crazy. Everybody um, left us hanging, Steve. Like nobody, nobody called. Are you, nobody. Are you did. serious? Uh, I no. need to send some emails. No, no. We during had... the next break, I'm going to send some emails. <laughs> no, no, but no, no thank we had, you. No, we did. Yeah, thank you for doing that. I really do appreciate no, it. So- I, I, I love it, man. Like, this is this is fun. And I've said that, and, and you know that. It's like, this is the toy box, right? Like, we are opening up a microphone, and we're having a conversation. I feel like just like we'd have a regular conversation if we were not on the air. And it, you are... I mean, there are so many things here. Like, you know, you're like, okay, well. He's trying to get me to buy him dinner before Foo Fighters here, folks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's absolutely an agenda. <laughs> There's absolutely an agenda. Don't think that you are ever getting a compliment from me if I don't have an ulterior motive. It's like, you know, someday you will have to do me a favor, and that day well, is today. Well, and, and we brought up Foo Fighters, and he talked about Target Field being a great venue. I am really excited about that have you ever seen a show at target field before i have not okay i haven't either i haven't either at target field i've seen plenty of ball games at target Uh field um high school state championship games twins games of course yep at target field and the funny thing is i've never seen a football game at target field because once upon a time when when the tommies did their thing there Dave and Eric were at the game, and I was at the studio down the street. So oh, I've never yeah. seen a football game. So sure. Foo Fighters will be my first music show at Target Field next summer. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, about I, I, I am. I was so bummed when Taylor Hawkins passed away because oh. I, I was, I, I was, and still am a huge Foo Fighter fan. I, I have loved Dave Grohl going back to Nirvana. Like you look at what he did in Nirvana. Being, you know, a, 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 you know, a backup and drums for Nirvana. And then just the way that he's gone to a front man with Foo Fighters. And I, you know, there, there's this joke about him being a music god, but he just, the, the energy, it just looks like it's something that I want to experience. It is seriously a bucket list, um, uh, bucket item or bucket list concert for me to go. Yeah. And What's disappointing, though, is that, you know, Taylor Hawkins was a huge Vikings fan. And I could only imagine, like, how good that concert would have been at U.S. Bank Stadium if Taylor Hawkins was still alive. But knowing that it's going to be at Target Field, and after hearing Ross Rayla talk about what everything is like at Target Field, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm legitimately excited to to see this at Target Field because it's going to be a whole new experience. Well, and I was super happy for him to to say that. And some great venues. I saw a show at the Palace. He brought that up in downtown St. Paul, and that that's a, a refurb venue, an old theater. They did a phenomenal job with it. Great show I saw there with my wife. Uh, Brian Ferry, Roxy Music fame. That was a tremendous show. Um, Pre COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you ever been to the Armory? I have for a show. I have been to the armory um, to park my car uh, before a Viking game. Uh, rem- remember when you could park in the armory? I- I've parked there before. Have not okay. been to a show. My daughters have been to a show at the armory. 
Um, I almost went to a fight at the armory, but didn't. Uh, no, have you been? I I did. Yeah, I was when I was living in Houston. Uh, I had the opportunity to come up and cover the Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Eagles. And as as part of that, I was able to you know go on you know EA Sports Dime. I'm going to drop that drop that name. Uh, yeah, I, I got an opportunity to see Imagine Dragons there, and it was it oh. was so cool. I, I like it's it's the first time that I've ever been in the Armory, and I haven't been in there since. But I really enjoyed it. Like I like these smaller venues where you don't have that big cavernous, you know, the, the, where all of that audio can just go up and it just kind of bounces off and it comes back. I feel like that's one of the overrated aspects of a huge arena is that it sounds good in theory, but like acoustically, sometimes these smaller, if you if the artists aren't playing as loud and it's just set up acoustically better, it's a better experience. Yeah. Uh, Palos in St. Paul, very cool. Uh, the Pantages downtown saw Robert Cray there recently and uh, guitar legend, and, and he was great. Uh, just just a fun show. One, one, more, uh, one more question before we, uh, before we take the break here. We did get somebody on the uh, Cities One Plumbing talking text line. We missed it with, uh, with Ross, but I've never seen a show, or at least I have. It's been a long, long time at the, the state fairgrounds, the grandstand. Yeah, they, they've done a good thing. I think it's changed a lot once upon a time. It was kind of the stage set in the middle of the race track, and they have to take the stage down. They, they've got a more permanent structure and a more permanent setup because they no longer do the car racing at the grandstand, and I think it's improved a lot. And And for me, shows outdoors are always better, in, in my opinion, if, if the weather cooperates, I, I think the grandstand's a great venue. Okay. And, I, and I think generally the attendance at the state fair over the years for shows has, has borne that out. It, it's a very good draw at the state fair because it is a cool venue and you're outside. Okay. Yeah, I love it. All right. Uh, look forward to Foo Fighters next summer at Target Field. And I guess I, I'm buying Chris dinner before the show. That that apparently is Yes, Wagyu beef. Seven really seven thirty three. We'll have the weather in a moment, and then uh, talk a little NFL. It is week seven already. Vikes they play Monday night against the Forty ers at U.S. Bank Stadium. We'll get into all of that coming up here on News Talk E three O W C C O. It is week seven of the NFL. One game already in the books. We'll we'll throw that out there Thursday night. Remember Thursday night football. Not a fan. Jags over the Saints, 31-24. Trevor Lawrence, a real deal. The Jaguars are 5-2. and two. They got a quarterback. They got a coach. Imagine that. A coach and a quarterback. And look what you can do. The Jaguars uh, look pretty solid in that victory. All right, Chris, let, let's get going on these games. What do you see? All right, well, first of all, I know we're going to get to the Monday night game between the Vikings and the 49ers. Oh, for sure. But I I guess I just want to start with the game that I think is probably going to be the best one of the weekend. And and that is maybe a Super Bowl preview. And I'm not even being hyperbolic. Like, we like to have fun at times. Oh, sure. But the Sunday night game, I feel, is just going to be a whole bunch of fun. You got two 5-1 teams. Eagles are coming off a bad loss to the Jets on the road. The Dolphins have won... The last two over a couple of bad teams. This game is in Philadelphia. 
I have a feeling this thing is going to be a shootout. But at home, I'm going to take the Eagles over the Dolphins. I'll take them like 38-31. I mean, this thing is, it could double the Gophers and Hawkeyes. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the over-under is already 20 more than Gophers, Hawkeyes. Over-under 50 and a half in this one. I, I still don't trust Miami on the road, particularly in Philly, at night, hostile environment. I like the Eagles to win in cover. All right, let's go to the uh, the Chargers and the Chiefs. And this might be the second best one because I feel like other than this, the rest of the games is, I'd said that the term really greasy. The Chargers, I mean, they, they're coming off a tough loss to the Cowboys. Justin Herbert didn't play well. The Kansas City defense, I feel, is better than people give it credit for. They've had a long time to rest because they're coming off a Thursday night game. The Chargers' pass defense have issues, and I feel like Patrick Mahomes is, this could be one where you actually look at the box score and he goes for 280 and, you know, four scores easily. Yeah, they're the defending champs. They're 5-1, and one, but they've been doing just enough to win games. Think of the Viking game. Think of the Jets game. Uh, there, There is, you know, the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey distraction, if you will. But Kansas City's kind of in that mode. It is week seven. We're just trying to win games and get home field advantage at Arrowhead. I, I think they're going to win and cover comfortably on Sunday. Okay. Hey, let's go to uh, Greasy Denver against <laughs> I'm just going to keep throwing out that term at this point. Yeah, because, I like it. Yeah. You know, feel, yeah. Free, feel free to use it, too. No, I, I like I, it. I think that's a technical term, too. I think the official, I think, if you know, it's probably in the you know urban dictionary at this point. The Packers, the thing about them is Jordan Love hasn't looked good. Aaron Jones is still dealing with an injury. Came back and, and you know, had the bye. The Broncos are a mess. I don't know. I don't know that I can really see the Packers in this one, but Denver just, they seem broken at this point. So I'll take the Packers, I don't know, like five to three at this point. Yeah. Uh, it, the the number is 45 in this one. I, I, th- I think Green Bay wins the football game. I, I think... Jordan Love has shown signs, still a young quarterback, taking over for back-to-back legends in Favre and Rodgers. I think he'll be okay. I think they win this game. Uh, By the way, Denver, uh, one-point underdog Mm -hmm. at home. Unusual. All right, let's go to Foxborough, where everybody's favorite team, the New England Patriots, they're a shame. Like, they're a hot mess right now. And, I mean, let's be honest, for everybody outside of Boston, we could not be happier. I think we we know the who was responsible for the success. Was it Belichick or Brady? I think we're getting the answer. Oh, it's a combo platter, though. Really? I, 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 don't think, I don't think it's fair to give, say, it was all Brady. But Brady won without Belichick. Belichick can't win without Brady. Mm, yeah, different circumstance. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I, I think it was a combo platter. I don't, I, I'm not a Bill Belichick guy. You know me. Yeah, I'm not a not a huge fan of some of the shenanigans. I still think he is a good football coach. Just doesn't have players. Eventually, keeping the 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 magic was having Brady and being able to recharge defensively and put players around Brady for him to have success. There, there's magic in that. Bill Belichick deserves success for it. Right now, they just don't have any players. And if they're going to tank, this would be the year to do it. Uh, there's a couple of good quarterbacks uh, available next spring. I know. I, I, I wish we could get the, the message to TCO and Egan. 
But I, I digress. Uh, the Bills, I'm going to use the term mollywop, the Patriots. I think we're looking at a 34-14 game. Yeah, it, it, the Bills roll in this one. They're, they're playing well. Uh, in, in the Patriots, there's no incentive whatsoever. Hey, I, I want to go to Baltimore for this next one here because it deals with an NFC North team. You know, we talk about just where the standings are at, and I think the Lions. You think about like after they went like one and six last year, and the owner kind of got called out on okay, and she's like, you just have to trust the process. They're thirteen and three in their last sixteen games. Like I, I feel like the Lions, they've arrived. Like, to me, I look at the Lions, and, and I feel like these are a different type of Lions that we have not seen before. Now, they're going to Baltimore. The Ravens are coming off a London trip. The Ravens haven't clicked yet on offense, but I feel like they're getting close. The defense for Detroit is is really good, but I just feel like Lamar Jackson, if there's a game, and, and you know, without David Montgomery, I feel like Jameer Gibbs isn't healthy. So I have to go with the Ravens by a touchdown at home. Um, I, I'm going to pick the Lions in an upset in this one because Jared Goff is is not getting enough credit. Now, I know in the trade they kind of threw him in. They got Matt Stafford out in L.A. and the Rams won a Super Bowl. But I, I think when you look back on it, besides the Rams winning that Super Bowl and getting a Lombardi, Jared Goff's a good quarterback. He's not a superstar, but... He is a good NFL quarterback and deserves credit. I, I, he's played well. Yeah, he has. Uh, let's uh, let's deal with one more NFC North team, and I believe the Chicago Bears are playing this weekend. Uh, they're hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Backup quarterbacks, I think it's going to be Aiden O'Connell and Tyson Badgett, the Shepherd Ooh. University D2 product. So, uh, who almost beat the Vikes. Who almost beat the – well, I, I mean, backup quarterbacks. Come, you, you remember when somebody named Kerry Collins put a 41 donut on him? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was yeah. fun. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I The Raiders at this point, they're just – Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, to me that's way more than what the Bears have offensively. Without Justin Fields, I don't know how the Bears can pass the ball, and I know Justin Fields hasn't been great, but – I look at it. I'm like I, the Raiders. The Raiders have to be the favorites here. I, I got the Raiders twenty eight ten. Yeah, I, I like the Raiders to win big in this one. The, the, the Bears are horrible, and how, how they beat the Commanders? Oh wait, wait a minute, the Commanders are horrible as well uh, for their only win of the year. That's because uh, the pass defense for the uh, Commanders. Like, I mean, DJ Moore went for two twenty and three tutties. I mean, uh, you can't explain that. All right, before we break, real quick, and this isn't even a pick, Commanders Giants, MetLife Stadium, East Rutherford, New Jersey, noon starts Sunday. How much would you need to be paid to go to that game? Go. Oh, oh uh, nothing, because I would. I, I One million dollars. Um, All right, fr- yeah. free tickets, free food, a free drink, and 500 bucks would get you into MetLife Stadium. I'd do it for that. Can you get me free parking, too? For sure. Okay, as long as I don't have to pay to park, yes. All right. But man, you are going extra greasy. You are you are going like waffle. <laughs> you are going like Waffle House after a night of drinking, trying to sober up greasy. That is yeah. where. I mean, damn. Do we want to take a break and then come back with the the Vikings and the yeah? We should. The Niners? Quick break. Okay. We'll come back. Vikes Niners in a moment here on News Talk E three O W C C O.
Week 7 of the NFL, and of course the Vikes, they don't play Sunday. They go Monday night, U.S. Bank Stadium, 49ers, Vikings. One thing I haven't heard a lot of this week in the lead-up to the game is Kirk Cousins in prime time, which is good. Do you, do you feel like that narrative is kind of, I, I mean, to me it's it's a crutch, it's a talking point for the talking heads on TV and radio, the you know the hot take police. Yeah, I I I haven't heard a lot of that, and I and I'm fine with it. I, yeah. I think it's a a game to game, year to year league. I, I don't think you can hang on that a lot. The the one thing I guess about the Vikings in this two and four start, mistake prone. But there there's also a bigger yeah. thing in all of this, and I I want to get it out of the way quickly. A year ago, everything that could go right did on the way to that magical regular season then they got bounced by the Giants in, in the playoffs we all know the story and, and I think kind of what goes around comes around what what could go wrong for the Vikings has gone wrong for the Vikings and what worries me as well as it went a year ago you know are, are the football gods saying all right this is the payback here yeah that, that's my worry you know I, and I, I think there's something to that because we were all expecting regression. Like you look at everything, eleven and zero in one score games. It was not. It was not sustainable, and it was fun. But I think that's what we were saying, Steve, last year. It's like this team; their record is thirteen and four. But when you look at the plus minus and the point differential and everything else, it was pointing to a lot of things not going the Vikings' way. You know, it's yeah, it's nice to win these games because ultimately that's what you want. But at the end of the day, like everything else was working yep. against them in, in terms of the numbers. And they were not, I don't feel like they were a 13-win team. Now, I, you flip it around, yeah, they've had some bad breaks. And they're, what, two and four. But are they, they've been competitive in every game, you know, against two of the better teams in the NFL, in the Eagles and the Chiefs. And you can make the case that, yeah, if it wasn't for a couple of fumbles or, you know, Justin Jefferson sure. touchback, they should have beat the Eagles in Philadelphia. You can say, okay, you know, you, you had the early fumble, you know, the Josh Oliver thing, and then you had the flags at the end of the game that maybe Kansas City got the benefit of a doubt. If ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, and the bottom line is they're two and four. The, the bottom line is they're good, two and four, yeah. And a very good 49ers team comes in, but they are nicked up. Some big stars may not play Monday night. And, and that's the thing. Like, you got Christian McCaffrey who's hurt. Debo Samuel who's hurt. Nope. Trent Williams is hurt. Like, you got three of their big-time offensive players. And, and for me, I'm wondering now, the Niners don't have a, a bye next week. So they're going to be in a short week the week after. And then you've got the bye. Here's my question for them, because they're coming off that loss against Cleveland. And, and I'm just wondering if San Francisco looks at this game. They're like, you know what? I think we have enough defensively that we can hold the Vikings in check. Maybe we don't need to 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 rush back guys who have minor injuries. Debo Samuel's been nicked up pretty much all year. But you've still got Brandon Ayuk, you got George Kittle, you got Brock Purdy, who is a good NFL quarterback. I mean, let's give let's give the Niners some credit for moving on from Trey Lance, even though no I'm a, even though I'm a Trey Lance guy. I love Trey Lance. I, I still believe in Trey Lance. But they made the right decision. But do they look at this game and say, you know what? We have enough that I don't feel like we need to rush these guys back in a Monday night against a team that's 2-4. and four. Yeah, I, I, I think defensively they do have enough 
uh, in this particular game. And I, I think for the Vikings, though, the, no Justin Jefferson, I get it. But if they can just clean up the turnovers and the fact that the 49ers come in, they, they should have a chance to steal one. But the Niners have to be favored. And, and if I had to put down real money on it, I, I'd still uh, pick the Niners. Yeah, in, I, in I, this I, one, yeah, for I, sure. I, I would too. And and that's the tough thing, right, with, with this, because I'd love to be able to look at it and say, I, I think that, you know, if they win this one, the Vikings are three and four, and then maybe you get yourself on a little bit of a run. Yeah. I just don't know how sustainable that is, even though the NFC right now is totally mid. Like, I, I understand that. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to be mediocre, though. Like, I, I want this team to eventually be superb. Yeah, and this may not be your year. Uh, Vike seven-point underdogs at home on Monday night. That is a big number, but I still think the Niners are going to cover on Monday night at U.S. Bank Stadium. we got to run to a break. Much more following the news and weather at 8 here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.